0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Patreon. Uh, score exclusive perks, contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Kind of like picking win totals here and there like we do every single season, but you're going to be put in a big pool. The winner gets a $1,000 prize. Super awesome contest we got going on. It is also brought to you, brought to you by Parlay Play. These Parlay apps are popping up Left and right. This one is awesome. Parlay play is our le- is the lead pipe locking parlaying for par- for parlaying player props. Very illiterate right there. Uh, go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for hundred dollar deposit bonus. You guys know the deal. DFX picks. I got my good friend. Joe Thomas coming with me tonight but before I bring on Joe I just got to give him a quick shout out because if you follow me you follow Kirshner, you know how into the uh, the nicknames we are but without Joe Thomas's input from the golfer nicknames it would he birthed it all and him and I and me and Brian kind of ran with it but I, I never brought uh, brought that up to Joe but he is the pioneer for the ridiculous absurd golfer nickname so Joe, Thank you for joining me. I had to, I had to give you that quick shout out. Thank you for coming on tonight.
1: That was quite an intro, man. I really appreciate it. You know, it's, uh, it was just a thing going back years, me and my buddy, uh, Romeo, the caddy, I'm sure you've seen him on there. We would just have a Tuesday night call every week and, uh, kind of go over the board and stuff before the early days of the community. Yeah. That was probably like the Zach Johnson at the open was when it all started. But, um, yeah, we just get a kick out of it. We do it for fun. It's not anything crazy. Uh, but it's you know, obviously, we get some crazy names out of it, and um you know appreciate everything you've done, of course, this is like uh this is like our thing, a day of work, and then we relax by sweating <laughs> out degenerate stuff afterwards. so uh I appreciate you bringing me on. You do a great job, you're a pillar of the community yourself, so glad to be here tonight, finally, after a long time coming.
0: yeah, I appreciate that. The first time I ever saw you tweet, just simply cousin Denny, something like that, I was like, this guy, and then I know I had you on with um uh rob on the old on my old channel always watch those and i would just get a kick of that not even for the picks just the picks were always f- awesome and great information but the laughs i got from you just saying stupid stuff like that was amazing so we're going to talk dff dfs i'm sure you're going to bring up some awesome names um blatant chief if you don't follow him definitely go follow him before or after the show it's been out of it a little bit dealing with the wedding but that's pretty important but we're back now so happy we're to talk dfs absolutely glad to be here and i'm ready to roll let's do it let's do it i'm going to bring up the dfs board obviously we head to memphis first week of the playoffs should have started with that but yeah it's the fucking playoffs. so let's get into it we have a few guys over 10k that's where we're going to start xander Vic, rom roars and scotty this is a course we see every single year pretty straightforward we know what we're getting at this golf course so what are your key takeaways, I guess, from the course? And then start with start us off in this 10K range.
1: Yeah. So just uh those that you haven't followed me or listened before, I'm I'm really into just like the old timey baseball scout. Like I watch a ton of golf. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna kill you with strokes gain metrics, although obviously it's important. I'm more of a field guy. Um, so just looking at this, like the top of the board to me this week, after only looking at it for a few hours, is kind of kind of even here. I, I don't have one lean too far one way or the other. Um, I mean, how do you not play Scotty the year he's having? Uh, I think he's got a T4 of six out of his last seven. And I think this player of the year thing's up for grabs, whether they care about it, they all have enough money. But I think uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the locker room pissing contest, these guys want to be the top guy of the year. And it kind of, you know, between him, Rory and Rom, it's debatable on how this turns out. The FedEx cup who wins it. We know Rory plays well in August, probably the best he does the entire year going into East Lake, I mean, he's doing just fine. Obviously, fell short in the majors, uh, and then Rombo, of course, who um, you know, I, I hammered him pretty good at the Open. That was solid, but unfortunately, I did also hammer Denny, which wasn't so great. Um, but I'm used to that by now. So, and then you got Good Boy Victor. So, I mean, it, it's a guy who you know is playing better at this course. You know, obviously, uh, Jeff Smith was his old coach, and they—I'm sure you've heard this right this week—but you know, he was based out of here, so. He's been improving every time out um, around TPC Southwind. So, I mean, I'll probably have those guys. I usually am a big can't lay guy. Um, I saw he was pretty high in your model this week. He's high in my, uh, in my rankings every week too, but it just something's a little off with him this year. And the fact that him and Xander are not just best friends, um, but their games are very similar without a real flaw. But I just, that killer instinct, I don't think they have it as much as the top three or four guys this week. So I'll be a little heavier yeah. up top. Uh, and then really dive deep into the uh, the seven and eight K range there's, there's a ton of Monday missed prices out there as we call them. So we'll get down there, but pretty spread out at the top. I had to pick one, probably Rory just because I think he plays better than anyone else come August. Um but what what are you thinking? What are you feeling so far?
0: Yeah so from from the top of the board, I was it's always Scotty's gonna rate out number one. Like it's it it makes sense. Obviously he's the best player strokes gain wise. And yeah, it's w- well warranted, but is he a $1,000 better than John Rahm right now? I'm not sure. They're both coming off of a little break. I think Rahm had that little Masters hangover, and bef- at, before the Masters, and from the beginning of the year to the, the Masters, he was probably the best player in the world. Then he had that Masters win, was a little behind the eight ball, and when we saw at the Open, I feel like that open, that open T2 is going a little bit under the radar, just because how amazing Brian Harmon was, but without Brian Harmon, John Rahm probably wins that event. I know you can't say that, but that was a solid second place finish at a tough golf course that a lot of guys didn't play well in. So I obviously, I think I lean to Scotty Scheffler as like the better play, but is he worth a thousand dollars? That's a question we're going to have to ask ourselves by Wednesday, no. or by Thursday. So I, I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is truthfully. I agree. I agree
1: with that. And, um, you know, if you look at the last few like optimal lineups at the uh, the majors, at least, and I and mean, that would call us a major field, but obviously it's a playoff event. It's been a lot of of the nine k into eight k guys mixing it around up top. Uh, you know, going uh, obviously, Wyndham Clark was I think he was probably in the sevens or, or high eights at that point. But yeah, I definitely don't think Scotty is a thousand dollars better than Rom, and that was the same thought that I had at the open, which is why I played Rom pretty heavily. Um, so, I mean, three of them probably have equal win equity, honestly, this week, and I, I probably will spread it around. Cause I don't, I, I just don't feel too strongly about any of them, uh, one over the other. So I probably would rather spread them and then hammer a few guys in the 8K range and hope that works out.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like John Ron was not that he was going under the radar, but like I said, was in a bit of a hangover and we were getting slight ownership discounts on him what's the narrative going to be heading into this week? Is everyone going to be back in after that T2 or did they forget about it? Cause he had a few weeks off after the open. That's something we're going to have to look at projections mm-hmm. and see, but I don't know. I feel like that T2 is just getting overlooked. So we might get that ownership discount too. We're always obviously been playing great golf and Scotty Scheffler. I feel like it's going to be, this might be one of the most evenly spread out one two, three, as we've seen the last few weeks. Cause there's usually been a one horse that everyone goes to, but I'm not really seeing that this week, at least so far.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean, if Scotty was the same price, or say he was eleven six or something, I, I think maybe he would have a you know be 22 percent. But at this point, it's a little too early to tell still. But I think that they're kind of be spread out between fifteen and twenty. All that maybe one gets up towards twenty five. But uh, for now, I, I kind of see them all at the equal win equity, and you know we'll see how it plays out come Wednesday.
0: And if you had to pick one between Vic and X, who is that at the ten two and ten price points?
1: Um, for me, it's it's good boy Victor. Uh, always a good boy Victor. Always good boy Victor. Kind, I mean, again, love love the X Men and love. I'm really a big Cantlay guy. If you've been following me, I've been hammering him for the whole year. It's oh me too. I bet him every week. Something's a little off again. Just watching almost every shot uh, of his at the open, and, and he's just he's backdoor in these t tens. He's not firing at all cylinders like he was when he took down Rahm in the playoffs. So, again, for, for win equity-wise, and you kind of have to win or at least top five at this price, I'm, I'm going to go for uh, the good boy Victor on this one.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you there. All right, we'll move down a little bit. I know we both like Cantlay, and so we'll we'll cut Cantlay off. We'll go from uh, from Hatton down. We'll go from like Hatton to... We'll just talk about the non-game range for the most part. Um, anyone in this price... Colin Morikawa is already getting a lot of buzz. I think... I mean, he makes sense, but... He's just been so slightly weirdly off. The numbers, the iron numbers look okay, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Colin Morikawa. It's a good price. I guess. like, you would never think that Ricky Fowler and Fleetwood would be ahead of him. I feel like that's kind of funny to look at. So what's your sentiment over here? I guess we can include Cantla here too.
1: Very very interesting spot here. First of all, Morikawa, I I'd never play him really. Um, just not not a big fan, but he did have the runner up recently. These small greens are gonna be nice for him, the way he hits his irons. Um, and you've seen some some sketchy putters win here, even including Willie Z last year. Yeah. Um, so so again, I, I kind of like him. Tom Tommy Fleetwood Mac is is my guy. I gotta I gotta stick with him. He's been trending towards the win since like Memorial Day. Um, it's gonna happen soon. Wouldn't be shocked if it was this week. I've also been saying that for three years, uh, along with Denny. So take that with a grain of salt. Ricky and Spieth. Are int- I mean, Ricky is just a continuation play uh, from this whole summer. I, I don't see why you would stop now. Um, and this, it's funny. The pricing is kind of similar to the open, where Spieth is just wedged in there. No one's going to play him. Um, yeah. but, but again, it's playoff time. For a contrarian seven percent sprinkle, I, I think it's probably warranted. Um, and then you got Hatton, who really if you look back last thirty six rounds or so, um, Scotty's the only one that's actually hitting the ball better all around than than the med Hatton, as we call him. So I think we go back to him. If you want to do a balanced build, you could throw three or four of those guys in there and then drop down to, you know, the Denny's, the Benyons of the world, sepp Uh, we'll get to the Austrian Bulldog in in a minute, I'm sure. But <laughs> Yeah, so again, like I, I think all these guys, like they're in they're in the top twenty, thirty in the world now. They're all playing pretty well. I don't really think anyone's playing so terribly that you can't play them. So again, I think down the board is where you want to differentiate yourself a little bit more this week, as opposed to the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, and I think now after you're talking, like I, I kind of agree with you saying how speed's gonna be low owned because he's watching that that weird range. Everyone's gonna want to love, love loves Ricky, loves Fleetwood every week. So Jordan when he's not been abysmal on the putting greens or abysmal around the green. He's played really well. And it's kind of like a coin flip. You don't know what you're going to get. And if you listen to, I don't know. I'm not sure if you listen to his no laying up interview with Scotty Scheffler, he is not taking this Ryder cup for granted. Like he doesn't, he feels like he still has to earn his spot. So I think Jordan is, I mean, we know Jordan always wants to win as a grinder, had those few weeks off. I think he's a great play at discounted ownership. And it's just, are we going to get that coin flip around the green week? Because it's been, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to when he putts well or when he chips well. But that's like a direct corollary to his result. If you see a decent around the green or putting result, he's mixing and he's contending because the ball striking has just been fairly good the last, I guess, year and a half. So I think I like Jordan in that 9k range. And then from the top, yeah, like I said, we both like Cantlay. Hatton is just a grinder, and I love Hatton and DFS every single week because even if he gets off that horrible start, he grinds till the 72nd hole. That was an ugly showing at the open, but I feel like he wants to bounce back. So I would probably go with Hatton and Spieth here.
1: Yeah, makes sense. I mean, again, I I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards uh, the household commodities, Xander and Cantlay. But again, I just, I mean, Hatton... Haddon is, I think, going to be the perfect. Him and Speed will both be less than 10%, I think. I mean, I'm just I'm just going by gut instinct, right? I haven't looked at any projections yet, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense, both of them. Just the overall year that Haddon especially is having. Um, at, at first, I kind of glanced over him a bit, but now I'm thinking more about it. Uh, I think that could be a pretty sharp pivot right there.
0: All right, we will head down the board a little bit, head to this 8K range. Jason Day, 8.9. I don't think that's a I think that's a, a misprice. His like, I think it's a bad price. His reasoning for that T2 at the open. And I tracked every single shot. Cause I bet Jason day at like a hundred to one, he gained a million strokes around the green. He chipped in from like 30, like thirty thirty yards twice. He did not hit the ball. Well, I do not think he's going to play well at eight, nine. I love max home at eight, eight. He truthfully had the game to contend at the open. It was his best major performance ever. He kind of chipped himself out of it, and he missed a few key shots at key times. But what can you expect from Max Holman in a major? If he gets around that loop, he's won in fields like this plenty of times. It's just a major. We're not in a major anymore. So I love Max Homa at eight. He might be a every-lineup type of guy. He checks all those boxes except for the course history, which is why I don't think anyone's going to play him. But there's no reason Max Homa can't perform at a golf course like this
1: it's like the same thing week in week out every big event with max homer right now he sucks at majors this and that it's bermuda i want him on power event i mean he's 88 he's not going to be highly owned and he just keeps getting better at all these tournaments that we don't think he's going to play well at right so yeah he's sucked here but honestly the way he hits his irons just such a solid ball striker type classical course i mean this course should play well to him if he could just putt okay on the fast bermuda i, I think, agree uh, i mean he could be hump day hammer consideration Yeah, like I'm not a big day guy either. Um, Romeo was trying to talk me into him a little bit earlier today. Maybe I I wrote don't get pregnant on my spreadsheet with him. That's, you know, maybe a light sprinkle, but I'm not going to go nuts with it. I just, same, this whole range I'm not in love with. Uncle Tony, I know T5, whatever. I don't know. He doesn't seem right this year. I know Ryder Cup, whatever else. Maybe I I don't like him on Fast Bermuda ever. Um, Fitzy. Yeah, Fitzy's got three like top sixes, I think, here, but. He's been kinda he's had a ho hum summer since uh since Harbortown. So again, I'd probably lean uh Wyndham Clark over him. Yeah, this just, is a
0: weird this is a weird pricing in my
1: opinion. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm going I'm I'm riding the continuation play of guys that are informed this summer. I mean, these are all like elite players here. I just I don't know, I want I'm thinking of the course itself too. I think that Fitzy and Homa probably fit the best in terms of peppering fairways um and greens too i mean these, these greens are tiny here they're one of the smallest on tour and same goes for Harbor Town. we've seen what he did there and obviously pebble other those coastal tracks like that um so i think fitzy will be fine clark's fine you know this is where it gets interesting to me low eight into high seven okay. um you know hideki the arguably the course horse here runner up last year uh Co-runner up with Sammy B, which is coming right in. But like this whole range, you you can make your your money with this range, I think. So I don't know. What do you think? What's what's your gut feel on this? uh, So uh,
0: yeah, up top, top up top, I'm Homa for sure. I want to just like touch on Wyndham Clark too, because I really never play him. I don't. I'm not like a Wyndham Clark hater or anything. I just never find myself on him. But even since since his since his two wins after his two wins, I know they weren't like the best performances, but. I just see him on the streams and on the coverage, and I'm like, I catch myself saying, Wyndham Clark is so damn good at golf, and he's always, he's never priced, I get, think where he should be. I feel like he should be higher, but yet I still find myself not going to him. So maybe I should pivot down to him at this range, but this is a weird pricing range. What would the narrative be behind Brian Harmon this week? He finished third here last year if he didn't, uh, win the Open. Like if he were to finish T2, he would be giga chalk. But now that he won, is anyone, is anyone going to go back to him? It's a great price.
1: Yeah. I like that he's had a little time to kind of recalibrate, you know, get the Agreed. celebration in. Now the eyes have to be on the, uh, the FedEx Cup at this point. I mean, he's locked into yeah. the Ryder Cup, right? So he's, I mean, he's eighty three hundred perfect course fit. Like you said, T30 or last year. Or so will his Renaissance summer continue? I, I mean, I, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, he's a perfect course fit. I mean, he's one of them George dogs, so they're great. they one of the Bermuda boys down here, eighty three hundred. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is where I'm making my money. I think hopefully this week, but I'm going full hammer on like all these guys. Cam Young, the Willie Z roommate narrative. Can the Demon oh, Deacon yeah. come through? You know, as Scotty H, I'm all about the, the college roommates. Whether it's Mav and Joey Bramlett, but right now we're <laughs> talking
0: Joey Brams, uh, dude, the Stanford uh, Cam,
1: studs. Cam Young. I mean, how many close calls can this guy have? Obviously. Played great year, another runner up at the Open. Then comes home completely gassed. I still pl- I still played him, but stupidly in retrospect, you know, he needed a little time to decompress. Eighty two hundred. I mean, uh, that's criminal to me. Eighty two hundred. Him no, and Sammy, Sammy the Bull, 8,100. I mean, he's going to be chalky though. I think. I, pretty much every guy I've heard this week, you know, just in the earlier part of the day today, listening into my normal podcast. I mean, there's uh, kind of everyone's on him, but it makes a lot of sense. Runner up uh, with Hideki. Hit 264s back uh, in 21 years. So I don't know. It's been an up and down year for him, but he seems to be turning it on. getting get him back on a classic tree line Bermuda course like Valspar. Um, you know, Sammy B. I, I, it's hard to hard to argue with Sammy B. Hammer this week.
0: Yeah, I, I can't get behind Sammy B.'s driver, but I'll definitely join the Cam Young train with you. And I think he's just mispriced. And I'm not really a Cam Young guy, but he led this field last year in Tita Green play, obviously put poorly. Combine, combine that with the Will Willie Z narrative. I think I think we're doing the Cam the Cam Young thing. Can two Demon Deacons win in I guess you can call it Demon Deacon country if you yeah. want to look at him if you want to look at a map. I, I'm down for, for Cam Young. I bet him at forty five to one this morning. No, there's not a betting show, but I think he's a great call this weekend. Eighty two hundred, that's a great price on a guy with as much upside as anyone. He's a thousand dollars mispriced, the more I think about this. I'm just no, yeah, you. we gotta do that. We gotta hammer
1: there's no way hammer, hammer away. Um, yeah. And then got some weird guys I here. I mean, Sung Jay, okay. It looks like he turned it on, uh, you know, based in Atlanta. Now he's back on East coast Bermuda. It's just a mandatory peppering, uh, for me at 8,000 and same thing with, uh, cousin Russ right there. I mean, a continuation play. I think I just, I messed up with Glover a little bit last week. I, you know, we've Lucas uh, obviously won at Bethpage many years back. We were there for that. It's right around the corner from our office. Um, but I, I just didn't think he could keep it up with the flat stick, but he's, he found something. Um, now, Henley's always a wizard with the flat stick, especially on East Coast Bermuda. So, yeah, I mean, and then there's Tom Kim. I mean, like, is he okay? Like, if he's okay, it's a full hammer. Like, that's another complete $1,000 misprice. But I just, yeah. I have no idea. He didn't sound great in the interview on the broadcast yesterday. Um, so, I don't know. There's, there's a lot he, of interesting ways to go here, like, it into the 7K.
0: Let me look at the, on the PGA Tour media real quick. I want to see if Tom Kim is scheduled for an interview. He is not. I wish he was because I want to see how he feels, but... He's not. I mean, that's like that's a gut. That's a guts call for for us. Then is Tom Kim going to be healthy? Is he not? But Tom Kim is that guy. I feel like who's in your high school graduating class who just always comes in with the ankle brace or a wrist brace on. And like, how did you get hurt, dude? Like, he's a he's a twenty one year old golfer. How does he get hurt so much? I know and but he finished open yeah, I mean, so so too, and still was runner up. And the Scott.
1: I mean, he. I mean, did anyone play better in the Scottish Swing than Tom Kim? And now he's coming back again. You know, we saw what he did at Wyndham. very very similar course, champion Bermuda. Tight tree lined East Coast. I mean, it, if he was if he was healthy, I don't I don't know. Do they factor health into the pricing algorithm at DraftKings? I don't
0: know. I don't know. There, there's so many questions I have with the DraftKings pricing algorithm and the DraftKings odds making because, like like we said in that eight K range, like Cam hey, Young, what are we doing here? Are is DraftKings sharp? I don't think they are, to be honest. But let's go down to this like mid-seven range. What's your thoughts on Keegan and the Austrian Bulldog? I love Keegan, I think, this week. And no one's going to place a hit at 7-6 after like a million missed cuts. I think a lot of people are going to go to Corey and no one's going to play Denny. So what's your thoughts here?
1: All right. So this is my favorite range. You know, this is, my, this is where we make our money. The Austrian Bulldog is probably my favorite player on the board, honestly. Um, I... I was hammering him for a long time uh, and then for some reason got off right before John Deere, which was stupid, obviously. Uh, but like, that's just, again, I mean, the way he's playing, what did he do at Eastlake? He's, he's coming in now perfect form, just like Rory. I mean, 7,700, just, I mean, absurd to me. I'd probably my favorite play uh, below 8,000 at all. He's again, local guy. We know him from Wheatley Hills right here on Long Island. Um, I would love to play him. I like playing him at courses where Rory plays well. I can't back that up with any data, but I just think that they kind of have some least like Rory like kind of the way he's off the tee, especially, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I just love Sep so much that I'm probably going to go full hammer. Don't not playing in Sahith and not playing Corey Connors either. Just there's not enough for me for Connors. I know he's a great ball striker, but hasn't done it here. Had a, again, a ho-hum type of year so far. I'm going to be off him. Um, but, but, but Benny and the on 7,500. I mean, come on now. Ball striker, paradise, Bermuda, continuation play. Um, no brainer. And then obviously, Cousin Danny's going to get peppered. Perfect bounce back spot. Um, I love that. I'm with you on that. Dude, Friday afternoon was from like 3 to 5 was the worst two hours of my life watching his back nine. He was, I think he was like six shots off the cut going into nine. And then he eagled like 14. And he, he, I think he was like five under on the back and he missed it by one. Um, so brutal, but just the perfect, perfect bounce back spot. Um, it really killed me too last week because i caught him on breed on sirius a few weeks back uh, it was actually right after memorial. It was a couple months ago and i made a note because he said i love i love sedge fields on my favorite courses i can't wait to play there and no just way it killed me last week but i'm going right back again si- similar course similar layout yeah. i just think yeah he he's had a lot of good karma coming to him we've loved him for three years running mm-hmm. now but he's been so close i think memorial was big for his confidence um, So I mean I'm going full bore hammer on Denny. I will probably get him. I mean again he's wedged nicely between on and Lucas Glover who are coming off a win and a top three with the two of them. Yeah, uh, we'll get Denny probably a good. I mean I don't think he's going to eclipse ten percent, right? I mean, I don't,
0: no, yeah, I, I don't agree. agree. So, and I, I Denny's him. played here twice, two top twenties. I mean he does well when he's not the overwhelming narrative of the week, just like he was last week. He was the overwhelming narrative and he didn't come to fruition. So I'm down for the flop lag on then put him on Bermuda. You, who cares? He's on fucking Bermuda. Let's go, Dan. Well, um, ben on is obviously mega popular. And just like uh, I said with Brian Harmon, if, if Lucas Glover were to have lost to Russell Henley this week, last week, he would have been the play of the week with Brian Harmon. But what's the narrative going to be on him coming off of a win? Obviously the first win in like a, two years. Uh, how does he bounce back? Is he just happy to be here or does he want to go for, go for East? Like, I don't know, but he's ball striking the hell out of it. He's not missing any fairways. He's not missing any greens. And he found the fountain of youth with the putter. So what's your narr- What's your thoughts on Lucas? Uncle Lucas. Again, he was also top
1: three here last year, which scares me. But even, yeah. even like you said, though, Benny onn's going to be popper. You got the Denny yeah. community wave. I don't think he's going to be that popular i think you ride him because again like these guys in their in their mid 40s not gonna you know we know his past he's had some issues uh in in his personal life but the way he's striking the ball right now and he said he found something on the putting green i think you got to ride uncle lewis like i mean it's it's 7400 it's not like he went up in in price really at all i think he was probably the same price last week he's on the bubble for the fedex top 50 and yeah again top three last year like i just it's like too many signs pointing to playing him. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I think I'll, I'll think I'll go back to him, especially around him. Like, see, I'm not a see guy. I know he was first round leader with Spawn last year. I'm still, I'm just too erratic for me. Kind of not a great year. But the Postman, my namesake JTP, that's that is that is a guy. Another continuation play. Just the King of Champion Bermuda. He's gotten four T sevens in his last five starts. I mean, just. Approaching the green like an absolute maverick. I don't know. I think Poston, I like this this
0: whole range I love. I'll let you go first for that. I'll yeah, there's, of that I agree with you. There's, there's too many guys down here that I want to give a nod to. And, I mean, Steven Yeager hasn't missed. He's missed two cuts in like 20 starts in 2023. But how is that going to transition to a no-cut 70-man field? I'm not sure because he could definitely get lapped on the weekend. So, that could be something yeah. to get me off of him. Um, sure. Cam Davis, I love at 7'2". He's got two straight top tens. And I tweeted out that today he's never gained strokes in all four categories consecutively. And he's Absolutely. had in his, whole, in his whole career, which is crazy to think about because as talented as someone like Cam Davis is, he's, he's, he's done that. So he's coming in a good form. He made the top 70, he was kind of on the bubble, but here he is. And Cam Davis is a guy who in within five years, no one will be surprised if Cam Davis is a top 10 player in the world. If you're, not, if you're not a golfing guy, you watch someone swing a golf club on the range, you look at Cam Davis, you're like, that guy is good. So yeah. Cam Davis can surely light it up in a big event, in a small event. I feel like it's a mental thing with him. If he, if he gets going, if he just trusts himself, he's still young. I love Cam Davis at 7'2". I think he's going to pop in a big event in these next two years. And I'm going to try to get ahead of the curve on that
1: yeah uh totally totally agree with you i mean again we've seen we we've, uh, saw sawgrass heritage just again targeting the east coast bermuda tracks i love the correlations with him and i i am a jaeger fan but i like him more like first round leader if you have been watching on the PJ live he's like six under through four every week so i yeah. <laughs> I, I like him but like you said a no cut event like i mean i don't see him keeping that up for four days and he usually does tail off similar with Eric Cole. Another guy I like. He's great for us at Honda, but um, like, I don't know. Jay Rose. Okay. Seems like a good guy. He's ready for the Ryder cup. I mean, I don't know. I mean, these, the next three, yeah. though, there's, there's a big drop for me after these next three guys, basically the next three guys here. I like, and I'm not playing anyone else after OG cousin, Harris English until uh, cousin Lee Hodges. So real quick, uh Emiliano, uh, never played him for like the entirety of DFS up until this year. Um, he's striking the ball like Hogan in his prime. And he's also putting, which is an absolute anomaly of the highest order. We love that though. Um, mad dog Mitchell, one of my favorites, uh, you know, some people call him cashmere Keith, but he's mad dog Mitchell to me. Um, yeah, fifth, last start a Bermuda legend of the highest order. The Georgia dogs are coming out woof woof. And like I said, the original cousin before there was Denny, there was cousin Harris, um just amazing first win had, you know at this tournament i just think coming in hot had a great friday last week uh, was following him closely i think he shot 65 so he turns it on this time of year he's a very up and down player um but when he's on he's on so like i love cousin harris and I'm, those three grillo mad dog and harris um full hammer those three and then i'm i really am not in love with anyone down to lee Hodges between that but is, is there anyone else you like kind of in that range that i'm missing
0: yeah. I, I mean, I love Keith. And like you said, like you said with Keegan, you like Keegan on Rory courses. I love Keith on Rory courses always. And like, I mean, two, you just said two more Bulldogs. If you were not even a DFS guy, I didn't know shit about golf. And you only played Georgia Bulldogs week in, week out. You'd probably win more money than anyone. So yes. it's a great, it's a great call uh, down this range. This is a, this is a weird range. This is a, a really weird pricing because it's 70 man field. Uh, I'll pull the screen back up. Hold on. There's a lot Crazy of guys guy. that I like,
1: but there's no one that I like. There's no one that I like better than those three that I mentioned. Like, I like a lot of these guys. I played out year. The Todd father, amazing Bermuda putting legend, Smalley, Svensson. Yeah, they're they're all good. They're all fine. But I like the three big dogs better.
0: Yeah, Svensson obviously popped last week. I, I didn't see how he finished with his numbers because there was a time like earlier in this after his win, he just forgot how to hit an iron. And he's kind of back with that. So last three starts he's gained. And that was the first time he's gained since Town, which is a horrible run he's been on. So if Svensson finds something with his irons, we know he can light that up at 6.7 fine price. I think I might go back to him. Uh, Smallly disappointed everyone last week. And you said you like Lee Hodges at 6.5. So who do you like below Lee Hodges since you don't like anyone above him? Go
1: yeah, ahead. I know there's like, again, they're they're all OK, but I just I think I'm going to do a big drop down to, uh yeah you know, Lee Hodges. I mean, coming off the win and it was 13th last year, roll tied. Um, I mean, I love him. And then, uh, I mean, one of my favorite plays here, just uh, again, a little biased. Our group chat's named after him for no reason, but strokes gained Putnam 6,400. Uh, shout out to the boys there. He has a sneaky little runner up the year. I think DJ won and he was T5 last year. He's been fine. Again, mediocre of late, nice T40 guy. Um, but behind Denny could be the best just straight up putter in the field. Um, again, short tree line tracks. We love putting him at those type of places. Shankopotamus, you know, interesting play. There's a couple more, actually. I'll I'll mention really two more. Sam Ryder, some people are going to be on. That's just the I think they just like forgot yeah. about him. Uh, he's, he's hitting his irons too well right now to be 6,000. I think he's got like a 38th and a 7th coming in. Um, but last guy, a true sicko special, if you have the guts for it, East Tennessee State's finest, famous Seamus Power, 6,300. He's been injured. He's This is a Tom Kim situation. If you're playing 30, 40 lineups, I think it's worth a light sprinkle. I, I need to get a little more intel about what happened in the last week or two with him if he's healed. But 6,300 for the for the local boy um, I think that could be the type of play that wins a, a big GPP this week.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a range of guys that is, you're going to have to make a decision with because obviously they're all going to make the cut, but who can perform for four days? I think Tom Hoagie, where is he at? 60, 63? Fargo's Tom finest. A, Fargo's finest, TCU. Tom Hoagie can definitely turn it on for four days in a big field. Just look back to uh, less than a year from now. He finished third at Kapalua, and that the fall was what kind of got him into into this event. But he's kind of written the ship since that rough middle stretch of the season. Missed a cut. La- no, he didn't miss the cut last week. He finished t twenty in his last start. So I don't know. I'm just looking for guys because any of these guys in the top seventy can pop for a round or two, like like a lot of first round leader guys, like we like to say. But I feel like Tom Hoagie's a guy who can figure it out for four days.
1: Yeah. He, I think he was, I don't remember if he, did he win Northern trust or he was running up to Tony and then won the following week, which was the same week as this last year. Um, yes. I, I forgot, but they, they had played well, kind of similar time. So if you're into like the biological clock, that's small. He's a guy like that. And he, he killed me last week too. But, um, no, I mean this, there's a couple guys down here. Yeah. I just, I don't love like the upper six carrying. There's a lot of guys that are like, okay. But I, again, I just, I love the low seven K and actually the low, those few guys, Hodges, Putnam, Ryder. Um, probably Putnam will be the lowest owned. There's going to be a little Hodges ownership. I mean, he's coming off a win. He's a really yeah. solid player. He's been playing well for a while now. Um, but Putnam could be that sneaky guy right there. Um, like, I'm thinking like 3%. That could just be, you know, even T10, T20. You never know. It could be him.
0: Yeah, obviously there's 70 guys in this field. So the ownership's going to be a little bit inflated before we finish out with our last plays. One more ad read from Patreon sign up for Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest. Like I mentioned before, $1,000 first place applies to the winner. Besides season long contests, they also have weekly con- contests just for the Patreon members. Stuff like you and I can be in local contests, super cool stuff. Monthly SGP stories, podcast, get, uh, users get access to that completely ad-free, full behind the scenes stories from SGPN. So stuff like from me, Steve, Capper, all your favorite golf minds and every other sport SGPN does. So getting that Patreon, a lot of good stuff. Before we wrap it up, we're going to go, let's build a lineup together quickly and then we'll wrap it up. So who are the hammers we want to just, just no brainers from the guys we both like we got to put in.
1: All right, get get the Austrian Bulldog in there to start. I'll pull up DraftKings here on my phone, but he's got to be my first my first guy this week for sure. All right,
0: Sep Sepp is in. Sep is a no brainer. All right, this we're trying to win a GPP here, so we can't play. We got We got to. We got to do it. I think I'm going to go. Let's do. It. Let's let's put Max Holman in there. He'll be one of the guys from up top. I, I think like he's gonna that. be low owned. I like that Sepp, a lot. Max. All right, your turn. All right, so I think. I think now, I think what we
1: should do first off is leave out the top tier. Like, let's just, let's see if we can build one of those major winning lineups in the middle. And if we're going to do that, let me see here. Let's high 8K range. Who's going to lurk this week? You know what? I think he's an auto T20 with like maybe winning upside. Tommy Fleetwood, 9,100.
0: Yeah, he'll mix. Even if he gets off to a bad start, he will mix. I like that. All right, so I'll give us some room. I'll just talk about him. I think Hoagie can put it together for four rounds. Let's do Hollywood Hoagie. Go Frogs. Hoagie. All right. All right we, go. we got some talent to work with, so let's, let's do it. All right, so
1: in that case, maybe we should roll with the guy who used to train here. and he. I mean, he's just had a great year. One memorial. Let's go with the good boy, Victor.
0: Good boy, Vic. All right. We have seven, nine to work with. We'll we'll collaborate on this one. I oh. mean, how do we not throw him in? I, is it a no brainer? Wait, who who did you say? Dan. We, we got money to we yeah ah right. uh, yeah. We got it for the for the show. It's got to be. We got to do it. We got we, we got we gotta do it. You know what, right. the,
1: what do we have left? 400? That, that's great though. Cause I, I think like the optimal, I think last week Rick had it. It was like, it was like 48,000 or something like there's. Yeah. You got to get a little different. You got to go, but let's go. I, I actually love that. I love that build. Oh my God. Hoagie's so sick, but he's going to be like
0: 2%. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you guys for watching Joe. Thank you for joining me. That was a blast 35 minutes. hope you guys enjoyed and I will be back some tonight with cam and then tomorrow with a bunch more shows joe tell them where they could find you tell them what your thing is real yeah. quick
1: check check us out blatant golf.com that's our company blatant athletics is our, our bigger uh, brand we do all sorts of sports lacrosse uh, football soccer everything um but if you need anything custom apparel uh we're your guys so check us out we're right here on long island um you need anything hit me on the dms we'll take care of you
0: yes sir any questions you know where to find me you know where to find joe thank you again for joining me and i will see you guys soon peace out Happy O.L.